0: So I didn't know if I was going to drink today because my parents are always trying to paint me as an alcoholic. But here we are. Eh? That's fine. (laughs) That's absolutely fine. Here we are.
1: And here we are. I'm done. You
0: ready? Mm Rose and Thorns. Hey, love bugs, and welcome to another episode of the Rose and Thorns podcast. I am P Ryan, and I am super pumped because I am here with my married to medicine cast member. And y'all think I'm joking, <laughs> but one day I'm gonna show you the picture of all the cast members I got. You'll live, right? So, my oh, married to medicine yes. cast member, dancer, model, actress, artist, phenomenal woman, phenomenally. Yes, Chelsea P. (laughs) 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 Freeman. I'm done. (laughs) What an intro.
1: Oh my gosh, what an intro. Yes, I am super excited to be here.
0: Yes, you got me popping open this rosé um, oh, yes, yes, not too yes. long after noon, you know, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's one thirty-seven mm-hmm. my time. So, you know, we're just going to see what happens, okay? We're going to
1: hit it, we're going to hit it.
0: <laughs> now, I always start off by having my guests tell the people a little bit about themselves. So, shoot, introduce yourself. Oh, introduce
1: myself. So, yes, I am... All the things that Patrick just said. Including my
0: cast member, my cast member.
1: (laughs) Of course, yes. (laughs) Um, I'm Chelsea P. Freeman, dancer, model, actress, singer. Um, I am also the general manager for a dance company called Diva Dance, running out of New York, and also on a national level as well. We have about 20 different locations that I also assist with and make sure that they're running smoothly too. And I'm a daughter- Sister, best friend, all things. Phenomenal woman. Phenomenally. (laughs)
0: Okay, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Now, Chelsea, you and I met um, in undergrad. Actually, before Mm -hmm. undergrad even started, because I don't know what University of Maryland was thinking, but they decided to have kind of this... This kind of like <laughs> faux Facebook group called TurpNet, where everybody yes. was linking up before we even got to campus. And it was great. It's so funny because um, Erica was a guest on this show a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, me, and Erica kind of like clicked and became buddies on yes. campus. But before that, I met you via TurpNet. and we had a conversation a couple weeks ago, (laughs) you, me, and Erica, about our cringeworthy moments at Uh, UMD. And I think my cringeworthy moments started from the term net. (laughs) Because because you were like, Patrick, you were Uh, so weird. Like...
1: Yes, I remember like when we first moved in onto campus, you're like, Yeah, let's meet up and I was like, Uh
0: <laughs> listen, listen, to know me is to know that I'm thirsty. And if I want to meet you and become your friend, we're gonna make this happen. Yeah, we're
1: gonna be friends on Facebook. <laughs> yes, let's be friends on Facebook.
0: Oh my goodness, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but cringe worthy oh. moments aside. You mm-hmm. have been, in- you introduced me to Jack and Jill. So you already came. With the B-G-ness. All right. I was like, who's Jack and who's Jill? I can't, right? I can't. Have been there for me um, when Aww. I was just a struggling undergrad student, trying to make it in like a fashion troupe. Mm. Moment of Bless. silence.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, having the biggest book bag ever. No big yes. deal. Not
0: fashionable. Okay. I was about my studies. Okay. I was there to learn. Oh my okay. gosh. Um, You were there. I remember you and your mother, shout out to Miramir, were there for me, like almost at at the end of every semester when I was just crying because of these pre-med courses. Mm -hmm. Crying. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. upset, right? (laughs) Your mama probably thought something was wrong with me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, she she would always ask about you. She would. Not well. No.
0: Not well. Shout out to Mir Not well. And oh, you gosh. were there for me in all the thirsty moments. So the drunk moments, mm-hmm. me down mm-hmm. to, you know, screaming mm-hmm. out names of football players. You know, I've just had an embarrassing life. I'm going to just stop while I'm ahead. Yes, yes. <laughs> but here we are, right? <laughs> A friendship that never ends. Shout out to the nice Girl. <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> But I talked about the ways that you've been there for me. You kind of introduced yourself, but I want to be your hype man a little more Ooh. because you have accomplished so much. So first of all, Aww. let's go back to the University of Maryland. You were a founding mm-hmm. member of the University mm-hmm. of Maryland Prima Dolls mm-hmm.
1: dance troupe. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them.
0: A fabulous group and still doing mm-hmm. well. Still thriving. You've done dance work with the Trevor Projects. You're an mm-hmm. equity actor.
1: we we almost there. We're almost oh, there. Almost there. Almost there. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Well, you did an equity AMC. project, didn't you? I did, so I'm like one, like one step closer to it, pretty much.
0: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And that project was Memphis. Say it again. Memphis.
1: Oh, Memphis. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Okay. I was just mm-hmm. like, ah, you can't second guess that. Like it's on <laughs> Instagram. I know I what I'm hear talking you. about. <laughs> and last but not least you are an alum for the nick city dancers Mm -hmm. now i'm just gonna publicly say although you're my married to medicine cast member i forgive (sighs) you because i still don't have a basketball player partner but it's all right we're working through it we're working through it (laughs) Mm. you have accomplished (laughs) literally much more than a lot of people have in a lifetime. Um, You really are blessed beyond measure, but I don't ever want to hype you up and highlight your accomplishments without mm-hmm. acknowledging the work that you put in, right? Like Aww. from the time that I know you, you have just mm-hmm. been persistent and you have exhibited such a drive. Um, and many people, when they like gain success, you know, they have a momager or mm-hmm. like a parent behind them, just like pushing, pushing, pushing. But literally a lot of your motivation seems to come from within, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just yeah, would I love to start so. this I would love to start this conversation off. Sorry, I was like overlapping your voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to start this off by just asking how, what keeps you driven and what um, helps you stay focused?
1: Um, I mean, while, yes, I do have a momager. Her name is Mamie Duncan Gibbs. Shout out to her. <laughs> it's another story for another day. But um, yeah, I. what keeps me focused is that I know I'm not done yet. You know what I mean? Like, I know mm. that there are things that I need to accomplish and want to accomplish. And I have seen so much progress with each step that I take. And it's like, you know, it becomes more and more tangible. So it's like, Chelsea, girl, you're not done yet. We, we still have work to do, you know, until we hit those goals. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. What is done?
1: Okay. What does
0: done look like? I don't know.
1: I'll let you know. Um, I know. I don't know. And that's another thing, too. I, I feel like I, I often get asked, um, you know, when... When do you think you'll be done with dancing? And I, I don't know, I might not be done. You know, I know there are people that are, they transition to other aspects of dancing. They might not be performing, they might be teaching more, they might be doing more workshops, more judging of competitions and things like that. Um, But I don't, yeah, what is done? What's a done? What's Mm -hmm. a done,
0: (laughs) you know? I'm super curious. Mm-hmm. With the way that COVID has kind of come, swept through the city, and, like, mm-hmm. uprooted a lot of our our norms, our goals, yeah. what are some kind of, like, small goals that you still want to accomplish, even in the midst of all of this?
1: Mm, yeah. Um, well, what I'm working on right now, I'm working on shortening my dance reel. I'm working on getting my fitness reel up, so look out for that. And I'm mm-hmm. also am working on my website, too. So, I mean... <sighs> it's hard to call them short goals because I know we're going to be in this situation for a very long time. So, I mean, these are just things that I had been personally wanting to do anyway. You know, we're kind of past the point of like, Oh, let me like kill some time. Let me do a puzzle here. Let me watch this show. Like, you know, this this is our new norm. So we need to like pivot and change our thinking so that we're still productive in this time. Um, So, I mean, for me, I've been, making sure that I'm staying on top of it. I mean, Bernard and I will get up early. I didn't get up today, but Mm -hmm. I get up early (laughs) at like 6am and we hit the gym and, you know, get our day started. So that's been helpful. I'm taking dance classes online. Um, you know, just, just really using this time to stay aware of what's Mm. going on in the Mm -hmm. industry because the industry is changing because it's like, you know, People are still performing virtually. There's still connections you need to make. You know, you can't be sleeping on yourself right now. You you do still have to stay relevant. And now it's like, how do you stay relevant when you're not out there? You know. So and and that's something that dance. I'm I'm rambling.
0: Sorry, but no, please ramble away because I'm pulling. Yeah, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but that's something that dance has that that I've always loved about dance because it it keeps me on my toes. It's forever changing. There's no, there's not a time where I have felt like, Oh, I got this. I've mastered it. Like, no, never, mm. never, never, never. Like I take a ballet class. You, you've taken ballet before. It's this Surely every have. class is the same plie tendu day. Like this essentially the same class that you're working on and you mm. never get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. never completely perfect. So, I mean, just even in that itself, it, there's always work to do. And even in Corona right now, there's, there's work to do and now you just have more time to do it. So for mm-hmm. me, I, I've seen and heard a lot of my friends that are, you know, struggling with being in quarantine and like having just like moments of self doubt, like just too much time to themselves. And yeah. for me, like personally personally. You know, I, I of course talk to them, pray for them and, and you know, wish the best for them. But for me, I've been asking God for this moment for a long time. Like, God like Heard I'm you. so busy, I'm so busy. I just mm-hmm. had like two weeks of nothing to do, I can get so much done and it's like now I have I have that. Yeah. So I have a little early retirement now <laughs> 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 with a little fixed income with my unemployment. <laughs> yes, heard you. <laughs> so it, it's really about how do I be my best self so that when I come back into audition season, I'm booking everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So so yeah.
0: I love that, right? Because I can yeah. I'm right on that boat with you. So mm-hmm. I've been praying for a pause for the longest. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. God stepped in and was like, I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna Here give you, you a go. stop right i'm gonna give you a stop instead of a pause but i love how you're saying that even in this moment it may be hard it may be challenging but try to keep yourself in this constant state of evolution there's Absolutely. no there's no like you hit it and you're done there's no mm-hmm. kind of like max point to reach it's it's a constant rebranding it's a constant evolution it's mm-hmm. a constant transformation oh i love it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm
1: it's the perfect time to do that. You know, you could really reinvent yourself right now, mm-hmm. you know, just like those people like graduate from high school and go to college and they're totally different from who yeah. they were in high school.
0: <laughs> like, Hi,
1: welcome.
0: <laughs> I am me. <laughs> I am me. I am P. Ryan.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it's definitely a time to, to absolutely do that. So, so I think for all of us, yes, you will have those, those peaks and valleys, but it's, you got to take advantage of it. You just have to. You mm-hmm.
0: mentioned that the industry is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's being highlighted in this season, in all industries, but especially the entertainment industry, is the way in which Black people are treated and have kind of been disenfranchised um, mm-hmm. for the longest. Mm-hmm. What are some stereotypes or challenges that you've had to face and or overcome as a Ooh-y. Black woman? I'm ready. Mm. Do
1: we have all <laughs> day?
0: Yeah, and I mean, we could add a little extra stuff into it because oh you are a beautiful gosh. chocolate lady, right? Ooh, so, not oh. even just like with white and black race, but with like colorism, with yeah, with, mm-hmm. you name it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, mm-hmm. let me shut up.
1: Um, there, I will say generally every audition that I've been to, you look at the black people in the room you do mm. there will be auditions that i'm in the room like the holding room where they like kind of corral everyone before you go into smaller groups in front of the casting directors um and you kind of like take a sur- survey of the area and see how many black people are in the room because you know that they only need one mm. they only need one so it becomes a matter of who's my competition mm. and then there'll be times because i i am so blessed to have a. Uh, support group of girls. So we're all, we're all black girls. We all look out for each other. We text each other, make sure that we all know what's going on, auditions, classes, things like that. And when we get to audition rooms together, we'll, we'll sit down and sometimes there'll be certain black girl that'll walk in. And then we're all like, Oh man. All right. We might as well leave because she's the it girl. She's booked down. They don't mm-hmm. want us. She's about to come in. All right. There's it's pointless, you know, and, and it sucks. It sucks. to have to feel that way because you know, we have such a love for the industry, just like everyone else, but we're not being seen like everyone else, you know, Mm. we're, we're, it's, it's just, it's not even a hit or miss. It's just a miss, you know, Mm. which really sucks. Um, even to the point with, you know, when you're in the room with the other black girls, not only do you have to scope them out, you have to see which ones are your type. So I'm looking around for the girls that look like me. They're my same, Height, they might be my same body frame and I will stay far away from them in the room. Mm. Because if they see you next to each other, they'll end up putting you against each other. Like, oh, we only need one of them, you know? Whereas like if I stay across in, in in opposite ends of the room,
0: they There's might a higher not. Chance.
1: Yeah, uh, you kind of got to trick them a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. it's it's like walking into an audition room is is stressful enough, you know. it's it's already stress, but to add that on top of that just to kind of increase your chances of booking is like it's it's, it's That's a lot. too much.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's that's too much.
0: <laughs> three much. <laughs> it's a lot. Now, you mentioned, you know, a girl will walk in and then you'll mm-hmm. have this thought of like, "All right, pack it up. That's the it girl." Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. in this current climate or in your experience, what has the it girl look like? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question.
1: I mean, the it girl for a while, well, actually the it girl will always be, you know, a lighter, a fairer skinned, taller black girl who usually will have a a beautiful fro. Um, Or, and that's like a general it girl. But on the flip side of that, for the darker-skinned girls, there's usually, like, one, maybe two, maybe three, if we can eke it out, it grows, and that's it. That's just it. And it's just harder to to break in in that way for them. But, I mean, there are, quote-unquote, black shows, but and, – and and for those shows, you know, we all come out, we all are, are there, but those are so few and far between that they're doing. I've even seen – recently, I've seen – um. Articles on how hairspray, like like the show Hairspray, mm-hmm. you know, it's been done way too many times with an all-white cast. And I'm sitting here like, how do how? you do it? How, Wait
0: a minute. Wait a minute.
1: Like, how do you even fathom doing a show that's a like specifically about racism
0: mm-hmm.
1: with an like, all-white you cast? Know?
0: And that shows you that racism runs deep.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Like <laughs> it runs deep deeper than we would even imagine but Mm -hmm. i mean but yeah so like the the it girl it girl the 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 Darker skin, it girls, usually there's usually just, you know, a very small handful and you just mm. kind of pray that they're not in the room, which just sucks because these are, everyone everyone's really nice in the industry too. All the black girls, we're all pretty supportive from what I, my experiences are. So it's, it mm. sucks to have to think that way.
0: And you talked about thinking that way. You also talked about kind of like the mental game you have to play with those mm-hmm. who you're auditioning for. So like, yeah. girl, if you look like me, you stay over there. I'm going to stay over here. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we both get called back. Mm-hmm. How have you and other Black female dancers kind of built a community around these norms uh, to kind mm. of like empower each other?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it really kind of just comes down to you see each other in the room all the time, and it's just, "Hey, girl, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like we I see you, each you other, see me. Mm. exactly. Like yeah. let's 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 be one. Let's be friends, pretty much, um, and let's be supportive of each other because. And it's also interesting, my my momager, again, shout out to Mamie, she told me there was one particular show that she did that when she left, she had to, she's like, I feel an obligation to help them find a Black successor because if I don't, Mm. this role will never be a Black role again. Wow. If I give them a little leeway to maybe potentially have someone else it just, it won't happen. And and it's, it's like the the burden that we kind of have to, to keep the legacy almost or to keep the girl coming up behind me employed. You know, I've even experienced that too. There was one particular job that I had where I, you know, I, I really spoke out against some of the things that I saw that were happening within the workspace that were racist and you know I'm not one to come with problems. I will say like, hey, this is what I'm seeing, this is what's happening, and hey, here's some solutions to those things, you know? And next thing I know I turn around and I, I have a job. Wow. Yeah. So I don't regret that experience doing that, but it is very telling as to mm-hmm. what we're up against, you mm-hmm. know.
0: And how I mean, fixed it is.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. and I was so devastated by that. Like and I now that we're in the the climate that we're in, I think I was more devastated because of that, not because like oh my gosh I lost my job my job blah blah blah, but it was also like in the back of my head like yeah like you you said what needed to be said and, and they might not have liked that you might have spoke up too much you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which which sucks but but after that you know I've seen this this group of people behind the table, like the casting, the people that I spoke to, I've seen them make the necessary changes for, um, you know, the, the women of color coming up after me and the men of color coming after me. So, um, so I, I don't want don't to feel bad about it. And on top of that, glory to God, I booked a job literally an hour after they, they, Fire me
0: <laughs> you know you know what they so, say about closed doors on. and open windows exactly. okay you know what they say about it and but what i will say too is I, I totally commend you because it shows that your voice and speaking up was not in vain it Absolutely. may have led to disappointment mm-hmm. but it created change right and yeah. so that's a mm-hmm. testament to listeners like if you see something child say something regardless yes. of the consequence
1: come on nyc mta yeah okay MTA. that's you where i got it from <laughs>
0: That's where I got it from. No, I love. To-
1: <laughs> Lord, be a subway ad. I am done. <laughs> you
0: know, we hate the subway, but we kind of miss you, girl. Oh, can we open up outside? <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Ooh. one thing that I will say to, as I listen to you share your story, is I-, I love how you were able to pinpoint that you felt disappoint- disappointed. Disappointed, mm-hmm. and one thing that I've always treasured about you in our friendship is the way that you just kind of keep things real. I remember one time mm. you called me randomly um, and you were just like, Patrick, how you doing? And I'm just like, no, you know, girl, I'm here. I'm just, you know, you know, I'm keeping my head above water, making my way as I can, okay? And mm. you were just like, well, you know what, bitch? I'm not well, okay? And, you know, I, I I don't make light of the fact that you were just not doing well in that moment, but I really... Mm. Um, want to highlight that I honor that transparency and vulnerability um, yeah. because Brene Brown um, she's like this awesome researcher who you know looks into vulnerability and fear and emotion and all this stuff um, says that mm-hmm. we fully can't experience joy or we can't mm. fully experience joy if we don't have these moments where we experience sadness disappointment insecurity and like sit in them. and so mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. curious you know because dance is like uh, a work where you just like involve your entire body and you have to exude emotion as an artist, as a creative, as shoot a person. How mm-hmm. have the ebbs and flows of joy and pain uh, impacted your life and your overall well-being and even kind of like your sense of self?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: mm. mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I told you this podcast mm. gets into your business. I'm sorry.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> gets all of my business. Mm. Um i would say that you know dance has taught me more life lessons than really really anything else and it, and it is continuously tested my myself my sense of self and my my overall well-being mm-hmm. like in in literally in every day kind of aspect so i mean it's it's interesting because it, it's helped me to really like take a step back and say like, okay, Chelsea, and, and do those things. Like, are you well, mm. <laughs> what is going on? How do you feel about this? How can we process this? And, and, and I think having that strong support system, having people like you it has been so, so meaningful, so helpful, so invaluable that it's, it's really shaped who I am today. You know, all those experiences mm-hmm. that I've, I've had in the audition room, outside the audition room, on stage even too. I've, I've had some crazy, crazy things happen on stage, off stage, backstage, all around. <laughs> I you. I you. But I mean, it's, it's really, I've watched myself grow up through dance. I don't know if I hmm. would be where I am if I went into like a regular corporate America, honestly, because of the fact that because of the industry is so, so much of you goes into it you have to allow yourself that vulnerability yeah. and you have to, and because you're vulnerable, you have to have those check-ins, mm-hmm. you know, how are you feeling girl? Like, are you, are we up? Are we down? Like, and then furthermore onto that, are we, if we're down, okay, What what is your protocol of if we are down, how do we, how do we navigate that? You mm-hmm. know? And that's important to have too. Cause if you don't, this industry will absolutely- destroy you. Alive. yeah you have to, yeah you have to have a, a system for yourself you know and your people
0: just to tap into your business a little more because mm-hmm. I am just gonna claim that there will be um, young black girls listening to this episode who want mm-hmm. to make it into the business who you know may have faced disappointment what hat what do you do when you are down when you are not well
1: what do I do
0: mm-hmm. I How, what do you do to not get discouraged, and completely walk away from the mm. industry. Let me be specific.
1: Uh, okay. I like, well, I get some wine. <laughs> right. As do I. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, in that regard, there, there's always more. The industry's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? There, there's always more. There's always... If you didn't book it this time, you'll book it another time. I also keep a log of all the auditions and all the submissions that I've done. And I will say the day I went on the audition, the casting director that was in the room, the production. Um, did I get a call back? Did my agent send me or did I know about this? Like, like I just kind of keep a log and it's very telling and it's also very uplifting. Cause it's like, okay, you're not, you're not doing as bad as you think you are, you know? Cause the facts, I'm a very facts and figures and, and numbers kind of girl. Like here's the data, like, like, you doing too much right now, relax, you know? Yeah. And like I said, there's always more projects coming down the pipe. So there's nothing to be mad at. You're just mad in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause even for example, you know, the people who are in the normal world, the corporate America world, you know, they, they go through it on some levels of when they are unemployed in their auditioning or job interviewing, mm-hmm. you know, that's what this industry is. It's one giant job interview constantly,
0: you.
1: <laughs> you know, so, and then on top of that, when I am in those moments, it's okay. How Chelsea, I have to remind myself who I am. And sometimes I have to remind myself, Chelsea, you know, you, you, have done, you, have done some things in life. You know, this is nothing to be mad about. They, they, they no, do not take away the things that are on your resume. Right. Right. So what are we mad about? And half the time, it's just a no in the moment. Like, the casting director is usually, like, it, it, it could be because, I don't know, the costume for the role is for a girl that's 5'9", and Chelsea, you're 5'3". <laughs> like, it could just be something so simple. Like that, yeah, that yeah. You can't get mad at it, you know? You
0: don't take it away. personally. Exactly. One of mm-hmm. the four agreements. So mm-hmm. if you want to agree and keep going, you can't take it personally. You cannot. Mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm yeah I love how you keep referencing the normal people quote unquote or the people in corporate America or mm-hmm. you know the people you know auditioning for for that nine to five or for that uh you know career in in business yeah. um, because you know adding to your highlight reel while you have been out here <laughs> leaping and dancing and fitness modeling, shout out yeah. to your non-existent waistline <laughs> uh, in the <laughs> in the midst of all of that you pursued and achieved a master's in marketing. I did. You did. And this is so major um, because I think it, it just highlights and reiterates the fact, you know, and this is a podcast for, for black folk. So it just reiterates the fact that we don't have to always pick and choose a passion or Mm -hmm. pick and choose an interest. We can combine arts and we can combine STEM or we can combine art and we can combine um, marketing and, to be honest the way we live life is it's kind of uh just a life of combination Mm -hmm, we are mm -hmm. layered individuals with different layers of passions and and we should pursue them fully and you did so i really want to highlight that and give a clap 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 to you
1: thank you
0: i'm curious though um how has getting this master's impacted your overall um brand the chelsea brand and your pursuit in like the entertainment industry
1: yeah um you know, again, once again, shout out to Mamie, my mom is here. She yes. always told me, you know, and this has really, really stuck with me. She's like, Chelsea, you are entering show business. And she's like, it is the business of show. It is mm. a business first. So you have to understand the business. Because she would always tell me, she's like, 90% of this this gig is business. The other 10% is your actual talent. Like, if you cannot navigate it and kind of move through it swimmingly it just won't happen so that really it really did stick with me and having the master's specifically in marketing helped me to um I mean while most of the classes were a general business marketing sense for Mm -hmm. me it was marketing myself like how am I marketing me how am I how is the world perceiving me what am I doing that I could you know get a leg up on with somebody else. And what are my talents? What are my special skills that no one else? has You know, like it, it yeah. really has helped me to figure out who I am and what I'm presenting. And that is literally all this industry is, you know, mm. they they see you in the room for two seconds and that's it. What are you giving them in, in that short amount of time yeah. to, so, to, for them to enough to hire you, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So in essence, what, you, what I'm hearing you say is that like, by going after this degree, you're also honing in on your artistic craft, honing in on skills to make you more marketable when you're in kind of like that two second audition.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it's like I I know personally that I have interests of doing things behind the table at some point in my life. You know, I might want to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a casting director. I might want to be you know some type of creative on the other side and and having this this extra degree has helped me to see you know some of the the uh the workings of kind of breaking into that what would be needed of me to to do that what would that kind of day-to-day look like um on the non-performing side so so yeah i i think that there's there's wiggle room for me later on in my career to do that having now that I had this master's, cause you know, let's be honest, most performers don't have that. Yeah. Like, just, just again, facts and figures. Most performers mm-hmm. do not have a master's. So that again is an extra step up that I could market myself with, you know?
0: That's fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just speaking a little bit more to the divide between the normal folk and the artists, right? (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. On the flip side of people saying you can only choose one, right? You can Mm. only kind of like commit yourself to the nine to five, or you can only do art. On the flip side, there are artists who say, I didn't pursue that nine to five. I didn't pursue that degree because I didn't want it to take away from my artistic pursuit. In your experience, is there anything that you felt like you permanently sacrificed to obtain this degree,
1: Permanently, no,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, not temporarily. At all. Because, because on top of that, yes, temporarily. But on top of that, like mm. my degree, I, you have to be smart about it too. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't. To, just to clarify, I know you know this, but to clarify, like I didn't take a pause from dancing just to like focus on my degree. I mean, yes, I was focused on it, but. You have to be, you have to be prioritizing and be smart about it. You know, I chose a degree that allowed me to, to do the entire degree online Mm -hmm. and the entire degree, I was able to do it part-time as well. There was no semester that they were like, you have to be full-time to be be able to be on track with this. No, you know, like if, if you're, if the addendum to your life is going to take away from what you're doing right now, it, it doesn't need to be there.
0: I will close this whole laptop. You better speak that word. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes,
1: <laughs> it's truthfully. Really, you know, yeah, yeah. again, it's an addendum. Like right now, it's it's a it's a sidekick. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a it's a cute one, but if it's if it's not enhancing you, it's it's pointless. Yeah, we're, we're walking away. You know, but the, the only thing I would say that it temporarily took from <laughs> was um, when I was finishing my degree, I uh, had just booked my contract with with Norwegian Cruise Line, and Uh, We were on the ship. It was during install. And if if you talk to anyone who's done a ship contract, God bless, the the first cruise that you're there is called install week. So you're constantly in training, like ship training, of like safety procedures and stuff Mm -hmm. from like 8 a.m. to like, you know, afternoon. Then you have a little break time. And then you have a performance. And then after that performance, you have to like go through the costume director stuff and all these other things. And you have rehearsal literally until 2 a.m. So like I – during my the little free time that I had, I had to work on my thesis. I didn't get to get off the ship. So that's a temporary thing, you know. There's some ports and countries and things I didn't get to see. Mm. But I mean, I can go back.
0: Yeah. You can <laughs> go back and see those countries you with know? the masters. Okay. I heard you loud and clear. Exactly. Heard, I heard you it. loud and clear. <laughs> ah, love it. And I love how you're just emphasizing that yes, this is a piece of your life that you kind of added and incorporated into. Mm-hmm your artistic side and that takes a little more flexibility
1: absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 on top of that you know not allowing it to define you again this is Mm. an addendum it is not who you are yes and same thing with, with dance you know it's a major part of my life of course but it has shaped me it is not me I you love know. hearing
0: black people say that their degree and whatever they do does not define them because that is something that I'm trying to push with everyone. Yes. Yes. These degrees, mm-hmm. these accomplishments, they are a part of who you are, but they do not define your entire identity.
1: I, I think we, we as black people, we grow up, at least I know myself and, and definitely you too, you, mm-hmm. you grow up with college is not an option. It was just like a, you're going. When you going to do it. Yeah. And that's just it. And finish. Right. In so, a certain amount of time. Okay. so you're not running up my bills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think because it's, it's pushed on us at such an early age, I think it's very easy for us to allow it to define ourselves because it's like, this is something that is my birthright. Almost. It feels like I I have to do this and, and no, technically you didn't have to do it. And again, it's, it's what you took from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what's really defining you because you and I can have the same degree, but we could be to- we could have taken totally different things from from those same exact classes, Speak you know. On
0: it, and have. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo! I love Absolutely. this. This did my heart good. Yes. <laughs> Now, the unofficial theme of this uh, season of Rose and Thorns mm-hmm. is called The Essential Work of Life and Relationships. And
1: mm-hmm. you know, I'm
0: just reflecting. I hope I said the same thing on every episode. <laughs> I could have remixed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, now we, we've talked about life, and I would love for us to kind of transition a little bit into relationships. Now, for mm-hmm. as long as I, I've known you, you have just been a person who loves and who loves mm-hmm. hard. Um, oh. But sometimes I've witnessed you kiss, you know, many frogs. Mm. <laughs> mm. You. Mm. Read me for filth. <laughs> nope. I have too. Frogs, pigs, <gasps> dogs, yes! okay. pigs. donkeys. <laughs> Overall, overall, oh right? Yes. But in this season that we're living, you know, I before we started, I said that you have this glow, right? Because it seems Aww. that you really found your prince. And you and that mm-hmm. prince, you mm-hmm. know, it seems like other people found them too because y'all were down to uh, me and somebody's son, that Instagram mm-hmm. account. <laughs> Listen, famous, famous,
1: right? Oh my gosh, I can't.
0: Now, I would say that the way <laughs> that you love, um one would call it radical, right? Or like I would call it radical Mm. um, from like the Mm. area of therapy that I do, right? It's super open. It's super genuine. It's super full. And it's Mm -hmm. like so wholehearted. Mm -hmm. But considering the fact that you've had to kind of overcome some relationships that maybe didn't serve you, how do Mm -hmm. you continue to keep your heart so open for relationships like the one that you're in now?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um... I, I think that again, me being a, such a, a facts and figures person, when in situations where okay, this didn't work out with with so and so, you know, of course it sucks. It's it's you know a terrible situation, and you're sad and stuff. But I, I do like to take a step back and say, okay, Chelsea, what did we learn? What are we taking from this relationship? Like, how did I grow? And I and I literally will like kind of like sit down with myself after the grief <laughs> sit down, mm. and you know, really w- what are my takeaways here? Cause we're not going back to this. So what am I taking from it while yeah. I move forward? You know? Um, and I think that that has allowed me to be open. Cause at the end of the day, like, you know, no, no two guys are the same. No two girls are the same. And then further on that, you're not the same that you were last year either, you know? Yes. So it's, yes. I think that I've really, especially with my ship contract, you know, um, being able to travel a bit, you, you actually see, I had a a big scope on like, wow, like there's mad people in the world, (laughs) Mm. you know? And, and I feel like because of that, it's, it really showed me that, yeah, like you, you kind of can't judge someone on who they are today Mm. because they their life will, will grow and change, you know? Mm -hmm. So me in terms of my relationship now, you know, it's like, it's, it's so fruitful. It's such a, it's, it's a, a, I don't even have words. (laughs) It's it's such a a blessing on my life because, because I think we've both been able to grow from those situations that we've had and, and still, keep our hearts open to what's out there. Cause like I said, there's a million people in the world. It's, it's, it's almost selfish of you to be closed off because you're, you're not allowing yourself to.
0: <laughs> oh my trick. gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay.
0: keep talking. But
1: it's true. Like yes. it's, it's because as you grow, you know, yeah. other people, someone else is growing too. Mm-hmm. So it's unfair <laughs> for you to also limit that person from experiencing the full you. Just off of someone else's mistakes you know
0: so you know earlier in this conversation <laughs> you said that i read you well you read me back okay <laughs> you read me back okay? <laughs> and not only did you read me back with that statement but with the one where you you know just offhandly was just kind of you said well we're not going back to that
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> Okay. because <laughs> oh, like, you have to have your boundaries
0: heard you yeah For those Mm -hmm. individuals who are listening, not myself, right? (laughs) How how do you, you know, you mentioned boundaries. How did you get to a place where when these things don't work out, you're able to be like, okay, no, you may be sweet, but I can't go back to that.
1: Yeah. um, I, I think, well, there's two things. One, I think that, you kind of just get to your point where it's just like, what am I doing? Like, and again, facts and figures, how is this servicing my life? Because at the mm. end of the day, in any relationship, whether it's romantic friendship, teacher, student, like, how are you servicing me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, yes, I'm giving, but what am I getting in return? Wow. And, and if, if it's unbalanced, you know, then, then you got to go. But, but at the same time though, everything is relative because Mm. at that point in your life you might need someone to physically just be there and that other person might have endless free time and that might be what you need and that's okay too so I, i think it's it's about really just assessing where you are and what your actual needs are and what this person is giving you you know um but on the the flip side it's it's history will not history will repeat itself but
0: um, oh, no, you said it. Keep keep it going.
1: Yes, I will. <laughs> because we do. Okay. On another note, we we tend to attract the same type of person. So history does tend to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. But I think God has a way of showing people, you know, sh- showing you that person's heart and where their their true true intentions lie. And I think mm. that has also serviced me well in life. Where sometimes God is just like, let me just let me let me give you a peek behind this curtain. And show you what's actually going on and then let's let's let you make your, your decision from there.
0: So it could be the same mm-hmm. person until you kind of learn the lesson that you need to learn or and mm-hmm. it could be not or and it could be the same person that's a little farther along the journey so that you two could work at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> what did I say earlier? You read me back. You read me back. Now, (laughs) we have sat and talked about your accomplishments. I mentioned at the top of this show that you are my married to medicine. Lord,
1: not. Athlete, right?
0: (laughs) Because while you are also accomplished, you know, your partner also is quite accomplished. If Mm -hmm. you want to um, see. My girl shall celebrate her partner. It's down to her Aww. social medias, right? <laughs> um, but I'm I'm so curious because oftentimes there's kind of like a struggle when two partners are. Um, or you hear about it, right? I don't know if it's necessarily mm-hmm. true, but you hear about the stereotype yeah. of there being a struggle when two partners are successful and they're kind of like doing their own thing. What has been your experience um, balancing kind of like the, dynam- the dynamics of both of your guys' success and you two are in a long, in a long distance situation? So how do yeah. you balance both being successful, being long distance, being busy?
1: Mm-hmm. What does that look like? It's lots of prayer. Mm. And not even, not even in a sarcastic way, honestly, like we, we literally will pray together. Like
0: a praying we, grandmother. Yeah, okay, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Helen Baylor. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we, and, and in that, you know, just to even, hmm, let me back up off of that. Cause removing the spirituality from that, when, when you actually pray, there's a conversation of, okay, what, what do you need prayer for? And even in doing that, again, taking it away, you can say, what do you need? What do you need? And having that conversation with him twice a day is, is because, you know, we'll pray in the morning and at night, it's, it's, it allows you to know what your partner's needs are and it allows you to be sensitive to those things and to say, okay, what am I doing in my life that will help him on his journey towards X, Y, and Z that he just told me he needs help with
0: yeah,
1: or he needs prayer for, you know? So, I mean, that has, has been, you know, and am putting God back into it. It's like obviously, you know, us praying together is, is, is gelling us together and keeping our, our relationship with God, you know, at the forefront as well. But I mean, it's, it, has helped us to, to stay connected to what our goals are and to keep each other accountable. Cause we both would be like, yo, you ain't do this. You said you want to do it. Like Mm. get on it, you know? And, and we keep, or or like, for example, he's, I need to work more on my singing and he needs to work on his typing. So like, (laughs) so he could be a faster typer for when he's doing his, you know, putting on his patient notes. Exactly. So i will put thing i will be on facetime i'll put it on mute and i'll be singing and he'll be tight you know what i mean so it's like little things like that having an, an accountability buddy. yeah <laughs> oh like love say. that you better say that one more
0: time accountability <laughs> yes i love that
1: oh my gosh but it, it keeps us in check and it keeps us physically seeing each other reach our, our new heights and yeah and within that you know yes we are long distance yes we do have super super busy schedules we just kind of roll with the punches you know mm-hmm. and and further than that i think it's also about both of us we, we have a good grasp on who we are as people you know and and yes there's going to be some things that you're, you're navigating within yourself and then within the relationship as well but you know once you have a good stance on this is who I am. These are my things. These are my values. These are my goals. It kind of helps to feed the relationship a yeah. lot more. Cause when you, when you're like that and your partner isn't, it's, there's going to be imbalance there and it's eventually going to hit ahead at some point, whether it's like, you know, sink or swim, you know,
0: mm-hmm. I love how you presented that because, you know, to just tie in back like the stereotype. Mm-hmm. you're highlighting that when you're really with someone who is for you, success doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's not competition. It's really collaboration.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. That's why they, they call it a power couple, you know, mm. it's not power individual. It's a, it's a power couple. You, yeah. you support each other you push each other and you, like I said, you hold each other accountable, yeah. you know, or like us waking up in the morning. Cause I know he, he's, he starts, um he starts on, on Wednesday. On July 1st, so I know he's gonna have early days, and he's like, I need to hit the gym. So I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna both wake up early, we're gonna hit the gym. Yeah. And already he's been going through orientation and stuff, so I'll make his coffee, we'll make sure he's ready to go, and he leaves, and then I get on my laptop and I get my work
0: done as well. You so know? let me tell you something all this gym talk you're talking about it's <laughs> upsetting to me and my home girl. okay? <laughs> all this gym, all this no waste, okay? <laughs>
1: Oh. Think of it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what has this oh relationship taught
0: you about yourself? <laughs> mm. Hmm.
1: I think it, it's really taught me not to compromise or not mm. to settle. that's one thing. Like when when we first started dating, I remember telling my friends, you know, like you know, no matter like right when we first started dating, I remember being like, you know, no matter how this turns out, like he is a really, really, really great guy, and. Very early on, I learned that there is someone for everyone, you know. There is, and again, being on that ship and seeing how many people there actually are in the world, it's like you can't tell me that there isn't someone out there for you because there is, Mm. there's there could be multiple people out there for you, you know. Mm. And and I think in my past, not just in relationships, but just in life in general, I'm very I've gotten very accustomed to making do, and I think that also goes on with the black experience as well, where you have some, you know, you got your lemons and you're going to make do it. You're going to be like, all right, this is where we're at in life. I'm going to hit it. I actually, it's funny because I just saw, recently saw a bunch of pictures of that I took right when I moved into my apartment.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, when I tell you that, that whole thing was empty. I had a bed and a table mm-hmm. and an end table that had my TV on it. Mm-hmm. That was it. And I'm looking back at it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this thing was i i nothing but i i remember in the moment being so happy I didn't, I didn't feel like i didn't have anything you know i was just so like elated but i think now in in my relationship i learned that you know yes your happiness does come from within but on top of that you don't you could
0: have more you don't have to settle chelsea my stomach hurts <laughs> 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 because you are reading the people. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are reading but the people. It's true. You could it's be so sitting true. here smiling with nothing <laughs> in your apartment.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I when I tell you, I was the happiest, dancing around, walking around naked, mm-hmm. just enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And I look back, I said, like, "Wow let let me let me always be that happy with where I am in life." like mm-hmm. with my present moment let me have that that yeah. happiness
0: but when that know? apartment turns into a relationship mm-hmm. you gotta realize you could have more
1: but i think again also my my apartment was empty but my heart was full like my relationship
0: was, you know was I everything go. i was where- <laughs> i gotta go I i'm not able for this oh my gosh
1: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I had nothing but a key but i i was i i knew i was where i needed to be in life you know Um, but yeah, but yeah, don't, don't settle. He's out there for all the people that are, you know, looking that your person's out there. And and it sounds so like, sounds okay. It sounds so cliche and sounds like what everyone says, but like, I, I really like, I learned that I was like, wow, like there is. And when I tell you like, he and I are like the same person, like it's, Mm. it's out of control, out of control. So, Yeah.
0: I'm happy for you.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, you—you've seen me with a lot of a lot of those donkeys and dogs and
0: listen, frogs. we had a whole farm together. <laughs> Not a <Okay>? farm, <laughs> a full farm. Okay,
1: old McDonald.
0: <laughs> Question for you though. Speaking mm-hmm. of happiness, complete this sentence: Happiness is
1: happiness is. I think it's, it's recon- again, having your, your self-reflection, recognizing the things you want and the things you need in life, and going full force through them. Because mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you, yes, I, I spoke a lot about the frustrations of the industry, but going into an audition, there's nothing like it. It's fun. It's, I'm doing what I love. We're going to take a dance class. It's fun. Going to a voice lesson is stressful. But it's fun when once you hit that mm-hmm. note. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. At How'd least you? for me, that's
1: my experience. No, it's fun <laughs> when I hit that note too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then not only hit that note, like you get that muscle memory to hit that note every time. Yeah, yes. you know. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's happiness is 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 just is just going for those things that you want in life, whether it's you know, wanting the best for your children, or whether it's you know, just just wanting a new house or a better job, but whatever that is, like knowing that, that it's, it's a journey. Mm. But in retrospect, life is a journey. So you need to just be happy. You're Mm. on this journey. You're every aspect of your life is, is going to be, Checking off boxes of okay, I did that. I did that. We're on to the next. We're on to the next. Whether you want to admit it or not, there's mild, Those are milestones, you know. So while you're on those that journey to those milestones and those goals and the things you want in life, it should be. It should give you some sort of feeling of happiness and accomplishment while you're you're going through it. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. Yeah. It,
0: yeah. Just ba- no, no. I love the ramble. Just bouncing off of your, uh, you. Previously saying that your heart was full, it should give you some sense of fullness. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I am sick. <laughs> <laughs> I am sick. I'm living right now. Yes. Oh well, girl, listen, goodness. I really appreciate you coming onto the show. Yeah. You really have given me much more than I thought I was going to get on this Thursday.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: okay. Thirsty before, Thursday. Okay. Thirsty. Was, my thirst was quenched. Okay. <laughs> oh <my laughs> now. Before we wrap up this episode, um, we are going to play a little game or engage in a little part of the show called Let's Spin the Rosé Bottle! I'm shaking my legs, I'm shaking my legs, I'm shaking my legs. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I have spent the entire episode asking you a bunch of questions and so mm-hmm. what i like to do for my guests is return the favor and you can ask me one question it can be juicy it can be dry it can be nothing and we can move on but i have to mm-hmm. answer okay
1: or respond not answer
0: i have to respond oh, okay
1: <laughs> right you need to change that because <laughs> you can you can answer with i plead the fifth okay <laughs> <laughs> um I guess in, in, in the light of being an accountability buddy that I feel like we've always been for each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, hmm, when, when you're into your career, excuse me, whether that's five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, what are three streams of income that you expect to
0: have? Oh, come on and get into my coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so my main hustle Mm -hmm. Right. So that's providing therapy wherever um, I'm providing that therapy. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to engage in teaching on some level. So maybe Mm -hmm. like an adjunct professor, professor, (laughs) (laughs) professor. I'm Um, writing these down now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's still on my, it's on my goal list. Um, Teaching like a specialty course um, um, in which we focus on mental health in the black community, but also incorporate themes of like sexuality, race, religion, things like that. Mm -hmm. I would love to have kind of like that course that students want to go to. Mm-hmm. Every semester, mm-hmm. every spring or fall, specifically at HBCU, because I would love to foster Ooh. that conversation there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's inc- stream number two. Um, mm-hmm. Stream number three, I'm ready to speak. So my mama has been telling me for the past couple months yes. to use my voice. And I think um, in this season of COVID, I have been pushed to use my voice, whether it be through this podcast, whether it mm-hmm. be through writing emails, whether it be through um, doing advocacy work um, on like systems level. Um on systems on a systems level um and so i would like to continue just using my voice um as a speaker giving presentations about the different things that i study um and not doing them for free mm, that part yeah because i'm doing them for free now and it's not working out it's not cute Mm-mm. i i got to a point in
1: my career also where i was like i'm not working for free anymore or actually mm, take that back there's a very short list of people who I will work for free for.
0: Right. And I think also mm, me getting to this point of not wanting to work for free, I think I bought into the idea of, like, I have to give free labor to gain experience, Mm -hmm. Right. Even Mm -hmm. though I I like Mm -hmm. came into this doctoral journey with a master's, I was just like, I still need more experience. So I need to like offer you services for free and then I'll be able to charge, you know, on the doctoral level. Mm -hmm. But I should have boosted myself up and been like, no, I'm charging you from now. But I think there have been different uh, um, instances, especially like in this season where mm-hmm. money is coming to me rather than me coming to money. And so I'm just like, okay, if I'm just showing up and getting paid, now I need to demand a coin because there's yeah. no reason why I should be doing things for free, especially as a black man, a black gay man, um, mm-hmm. a black gay man in academia in which mm-hmm. people who look like me are underrepresented.
1: Absolutely. Right. You're, you're, you're in a pool of, of need. There's a need mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So and if you need,
0: pay, because there are okay. people who oversaturate the field who are getting okay. paid to do nothing.
1: If you need, you need to open your wallet. Yes,
0: <laughs> heard you. Heard you. <laughs> open your purse.
1: <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, yes, there are moments where you because you, even for me, I will take that back, there are some moments where I'm like, okay, this is worth it. Like, I do need to, to work with, with these people, and I, and I feel an affinity towards this organization yes. that I don't mind donating my time to. Everyone else... Cut the check. You, mm-hmm.
0: Cut it. <laughs> just, Three just ways. Cut it. Mm.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Well, Chelsea, let me tell you mm-hmm. this is cute. This was real cute. This was real I, cute. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> spending time with you. I enjoyed talking with Aww. you. Before um, we end this show, what do you mm-hmm. want to plug? What projects are you working on? Where can the people Ooh. find you?
1: Okay, so the people can find me right now on my Instagram. That is at freemisschels, F-R-E-E-M-I-S-S-C-H-E-L-S.
0: Come on, spell it out.
1: <sighs> you know, I'll spell it out for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, like I said, I am working on my website. I am working on my fitness reel. Um, So yeah, so I'll have to... Once that's done, I'll be, I will update you.
0: Yeah. And yeah. they will receive the mm-hmm. updates by logging onto that Instagram. So again, that mm-hmm. was free Miss Chelsea on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find me. Well, you'll hear about it after we end this section. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, this has been another episode of the Rose and Thorns podcast. I am P. Ryan. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Roseanne Thorns, a P. Ryan podcast. You can find Rose and Thorns on Instagram and Twitter at Rose and T Pod. That's R O S E N T P O D. And you can find P Ryan on Instagram and Twitter at I am P Ryan. That's I A M P R Y A N. See you next time.